0: Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Thank you. You know oh, what? Last so I did this. I, I had the same distance from my mic last week, and it sounded great. You want yes, me to yes. like put this inside of my no, not my inside, larynx?
1: not inside. Where it is right now is fine.
0: Just when we right before I hit record, you were it was a little. It was like six inches away, and I could tell it was a little. I've done weird. half of my readings. I didn't do my yoga, and I didn't sit in meditation. I was also late to the podcast, <laughs> Steve. So now well, you're gonna pushing
1: it. Is, it's perfectly appropriate to begin our 50th episode about trying to be better with a
0: resentment. Yeah, exactly. I, you know what? On the way back to the house after being late to get breakfast, back to my wife, and late to this podcast, I was like, you know, I can blame this on Mercury. Isn't it in retrograde right now? Like, I sure. can just like blame Let's this on the planet that. spinning or appears to be spinning the wrong way. I can just blame it on that. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I, to I the- still
1: I, I still don't have a burrito though. You have a burrito. Me,
0: not so much. I have I have I have three fourths of a burrito waiting for me right there. And it's rainy out, so I'm not going to do anything outside. After this is over, I'm just going to hunker down and play video games until my resentment passes. Isn't that how it works? Isn't that I'm the one f- that has the,
1: has the justified resentment? <laughs> I do, or you do. If anybody does, it's probably Eduardo because he's that's the true. one that's gracing us with his presence.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to the Trying to Be Better Podcast with Joel and Steve. Find us on Instagram at Trying to Be Better Podcasts. Email the show, please. At ttbbpodcast at gmail That's the one. That's the Email one. us. We've gotten some emails. Yeah. Um,
2: I have Next,
1: I think. I think we're gonna have to get Jack on. I just went on a road trip with Jack, and um, he's he has he's got a lot of problems with us people, and he'd like to clarify some things.
0: So he, he's gonna do an airing of the grievances well before he, Festivus. He's, well,
1: that. he's been he's been he's been critiquing this show for fifty episodes in his head now, and I think if he doesn't get to come on
0: and set some things straight, it might become an issue. So, all right. I'm I welcome that. And I welcome him. I, I want him to write up a list. Yes. And I don't want to see the list. <laughs> right. You better have a list of things, a list of things <laughs> that he would he would like to air with us. Um, uh, so I how, how before I, we introduce our guest, I really sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go I'm me. on a heater. Go, go ahead, Steve.
1: Well, I was going to say, maybe we're heading the same direction, but I think that we should probably acknowledge the fact that this this is our 50th episode of doing this, Yeah, which is pretty happy, crazy.
0: Happy 50, Steve. Thank you. Happy 50 to you as well. I didn't think we'd do 50 of these. Honestly. I had no idea. I did, yeah, I guess you I didn't know. have an idea. But <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool
1: that we're still doing it and it still feels like something um, worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, ha- ha- I- so if I had, a, a you know, hat tips to us, I guess.
0: Yeah, we can yeah pat ourselves on the back a little and, bit and like, to our
1: dozens of listeners,
0: dozens of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really proud of it, and I I look forward to this time all the time, and it never it once we get going, it never feels like ugh, just like you know, like it's we're reaching it, for something to talk about now.
1: No, yeah.
0: So I'm grateful. So basically, we're endlessly entertaining to ourselves. That's and that's what we said from day one, man. Yep. Yeah, And yeah. so I'm grateful that we get to do it. Plus me too. You got to see the, the dead and company. This I week. did
1: uh Friday night. How was it? It was, it was, it was just, it was so good. I had so many superlatives. Um, mm-hmm. they continue to delight and amaze. And, uh, you know, it's a spiritual experience is the mm-hmm. shortest way I can put it. Not everybody goes to it for that, but that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like just little things, like they encored with the song The Wait uh, by the band yep. uh, Friday Night, and which was the encore to my first Grateful Dead concert in
0: 1990. Oh, wow. Well, so that's
1: just one of those little kind of cosmic, you know, just mm. the wheel keeps turning, man, just mm. comes back around. So it got to tie off a lot of things there, you know?
0: Yeah, man. When
1: I, when we saw him, when, when you and I went and saw him in Chicago for the, quote, last shows in 2015, Yeah, I tied off a lot of stuff. That was 25 years dead for me. And, yeah. uh, and I kind of said... Uh, goodbye.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Like, thanks for everything, guys. I just got a little mm. emotional. Mm. Um, but what I've discovered in the last six years is that they are the gift that keeps on giving. I'm, right. I'm able to go with a completely different uh, intention. Yeah. And, and, and have a different experience, you know? Yeah. Which is, of course, the point. Right. If there was one, I'm sure you know. ask 100 deadheads, you'll get 100 different answers. But that's my
0: experience, yeah. you know? And what I've got to experience through that whole trip for you, at least in the last few years, is that because of the music and because of the people that play the music in any form, it's there's going to be a cyclical dying and rebirth yep. there, and you can kind of get in where you fit in, and that is eternally cool.
1: And here's the thing. Our friend Crazy Mark, who we still need to get on here, um, I ran into him, and he's the one that, first floated the idea of the forever band Mm. which is that the music the music and the the material and the energy that's the thing right and the people that play it are a critical part of it because you kind of need them but that that situation will keep going yeah and that losing Jerry Garcia was a pretty big hurdle to get over
0: right right but here
1: we are 26 years later yeah right no yeah Yeah, 26 years later yeah and it's like there's it's cooler than it ever was and um so like billy kreutzman the original one of the original drummers had to sit out due to health reasons and they brought in jay lane to fill his spot who's played drums for and with bob weir for over 20 years yeah right so he's familiar with the material right and that real and the shows were incredible largely because jay lane was playing drums and not billy uh no no disrespect to billy i've listened to europe 72 i know he's capable of right but it's uh but having a fresh take on that throne just lit. I mean, it was incredible, mm. and so that cemented that idea of like, yeah. I mean, if Billy does actually hang it up, say, you know what, I think I'm just going go back to go to Hawaii. You guys have fun and let Jay right. take over. All that's doing is just propping it up, <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> giving it a little boost. Well, yeah, and yeah.
1: Eventually. God forbid. Bob, Bobby's going to hang it up for one reason or another. They'll have to drag him. He'll probably drag his corpse off stage, frankly. Yeah, probably. Um, but when that happens, there'll be enough of a thing there.
0: Yep. Somebody will, something will happen. Something will happen. So, it ain't going anywhere. I mean, that's the thing uh, that I've noticed. It's I, I not know, going anywhere. I know this song ain't never going to end. Yeah. And so just stops. to be
1: able, just to be able to show up and uh, to be a very tiny part of that Mm. is that's my uh great delight yeah to know that i got to go participate in that one more time mm. so yeah it was, wow. it, it, so you know they rocked out man it was great <laughs> they really tore the roof off the sucker
0: yeah <laughs> which and that did. too like it's it's that feeling and it's also that too it's a party and it's also that mm-hmm. t- tapping into the cosmic eternity of You know, that music
1: to to have a group of people creating the crucible, if you will, Mm -hmm. to have those experiences 60, 70 nights a year on that scale is it's a special thing for sure. Yep. It's a special thing.
0: Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing that, dude. I'm glad that. Well, it's kind of one us. of my favorite things. So I know. <laughs> well, that's I know when I ask that we're going to get some good stuff to start off with, Steve. So thanks, man. But that's not why we're here today. <laughs> well, it, is and it isn't. It isn't sure. Yeah, yeah. We're here to celebrate 50 episodes, and um, I, I'm going to do a little bit of an introduction to our special guest. Please, um, I, in a former life, uh, worked for a uh United Methodist Church here in Lincoln. I was the youth director and I was kind of the college age director. I really hesitate using the word pastor or minister cuz my parents were that or my mom was that, my stepdad was that and I that that's not a calling that I really had in that particular sense, but um I think there were some other people that wanted that to happen, but I met I met our guest just because, you know, we were all sharing you know, we'd we'd come together for certain meetings and talk about certain things. And um, Eduardo is the the campus minister at uh, Nebraska Wesleyan, and you know, we'd we'd have these meetings. And I, I just gravitated toward this guy, and we got to really be good friends. And I consider Eduardo one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. He's he's um, he's a mentor and a friend and a guide and just a, a pal. Like he introduced me to. Doctor Who, and we talked about Star. We've talked about Star Wars, but we've also talked about life stuff and struggle and politics and and faith and lack of faith and different journeys in, in you know spirituality. And um, he's one of the first sort of fans of the show, and it just is so such a joy to get to have Eduardo Busan on the podcast. Um, welcome,
3: Eduardo. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Steve. Of Um, course. I, can I ask you to introduce me? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'll come, I'll come to
0: everything you teach, everything, every, every, you know, uh, every service you, you preach at. Yeah. I'll be your hype man for sure.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm super excited to be here. Um, You know, from, from show number one, uh, when you guys, um, started talk. well y'all actually you've been uh talking about this idea ever since i i know you to, to have a to have a podcast about lincoln about what's yeah. going on um and but i'm so glad that it has evolved into this um yeah which is uh you know uh two guys in their 40s 50s, <laughs> and i like this is my people <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're, you're you're in our demographic, man. I I, I am definitely in your demographic, <laughs> and um, it's um, you, you know um, um, there there's not much support for uh, for Gen x's out there. You know, right. I, I've always uh, noticed that it's either Boomers or Millennials, and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, are, are we like the middle kid? Yeah, yeah, we're kidding. And I like, uh, you know, we're alive too, and uh, we go through shit too. And, and, uh, um So, so I, I'm very grateful for for your idea. I yeah. always find it very helpful y- your conversations, and I've learned a lot. So, thank you, thank you for joining, thank, thank you for having me.
0: Oh wow! Well,
3: it's yeah. yeah thanks for listening. Well, I was
1: trying. We were talking. I was talking to Joel last week about God. We're coming up on fifty. We should let's get you know. Let's do something special, and I immediately thought of you just because you were our first fan. <laughs> so <laughs> well, let's let's bring it around full circle. Let's get Eduardo in here.
3: You know, I am here fangirling. Like yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he he is. He's got he's got his uh, trying to be better mug that yeah, we, was delivered to him. So don't talk about that too loudly. The other people are going to get jealous. I know. We got to. <laughs> those are those are uh, really really sacred items. Yep. You're yeah, you're like one are. of only few people that actually have one, right? i i i love it it's my favorite
3: chocolate mug
0: it's what's Uh, great about it it, that mug has got a nice handle on it you can put all four fingers you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. got a nice big robust handle
1: yeah Yeah, i gotta talk to my marketing manager we gotta get some more of those things in here
0: (laughs) we do we do (laughs) so um let's get into it eduardo like what uh what 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 where are you from (laughs) Let's what do you there? Let's, let's start, start there. there. Where did
3: you, where did you, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah.
0: Um, what, and how did that, uh, w- how did that shape you?
3: Yeah. Well, um, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord, 1974, Okay. which was nice. a great year. Um, <laughs> two years <laughs> later, uh, Star Wars came out. So, That's right. um, Uh, actually I that's one of my earliest memories going out to the to the theaters to watch Star Wars nice Um, and um, I um, as I said I was born and raised there Um, my the sexy accent that most people notice (laughs) uh, is not fake it's actual real oh it is Uh, real and it is sexy you're not wrong (laughs) and um um, I, I went to school there, um, and, and then I came to Kansas city for my master's degree. <clears throat> I was born and raised United Methodist,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, which, um, y- you know, uh, there are about 10,000 United Methodists in Puerto Rico. So, so out of, well, at the time out of 4 million. So, y- you know, uh, I don't know what percentage that is, it's but small, <laughs> but a small percentage yeah um and so it wasn't technically
0: really one of the mainstream sects of of christianity in that part of the world then it was no
3: the the main thing is of course is catholicism yeah um and and the the second biggest group is uh it it, it's not a denomination itself but it's a movement it's a pentecostal movement so Mm -hmm. like uh in every corner there's a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. And um in and, and being in that environment, uh of course uh, that uh branch of Christianity affected uh, as well mm-hmm. uh, Methodism. So it was um um you know I really enjoyed it and now looking back I'm not trying to romanticize uh but but I but I'm very grateful for, for the religious experience that I had in, in the their religious upbringing. Um, when I was uh, about 12 years old, my, my church started identifying in me um, uh, gifts uh, that may lead to, uh, uh, to being a pastor. Mm. And, and they were very, very gentle in encouraging me and um, giving me opportunities. I, actually, th- that's why you need uh, to help someone identify their vocation, is giving them opportunities to, to practice it Uh, it, And all my junior year in high school, I I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor someday. Um, So I went to college, I did the college thing. um, And uh, I was, I I did my undergrad in psychology, which I was completely disappointed with. (laughs) Why were you disappointed with it? because it was very, it was more philosophy and, and mm. you know, my introduction to psychology, we we talked about language <laughs> and the, the origin of language. And, and we spent so much time on that. I, I could talk to you about it. I, I think that was the first part or the only part of that course that I pay attention to. Mm. Um, And in, instead of changing my major, I just continue it, in it. Uh, now looking back, if I was hop on a TARDIS and talk to <laughs> College Eduardo. First of all, College Eduardo will say, you know, back off. This <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. Right. The hell uh, <laughs> but I would say, dude, just do languages. I, I took French in my uh, senior year and I loved it. I mm. loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I wish I would have learned more languages. Um, but anyway, um, went to a seminar in Kansas City and there I did my master's in divinity met my wife and um, she's also a pastor Mm -hmm. and that's um, yeah and and that's the beginning of the story. Uh,
0: So you, you, you didn't, you didn't resist that, that path. I mean, I'm I'm assuming to a certain degree you did, but you were kind of like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do that. And that's kind of the North star. And that's,
3: that's, that's the thing that rolls out in front of me. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't resist it. Looking back, I, I'm very passionate about helping. My, my vocation is really helping people find their way. Yeah. Um, and, and I do that through um, uh, as a pastor. Um, but so I, I'm, I'm constantly looking back because I think my experience was very positive. Um, and so I keep looking back. What did, what did the people around me did? And I, I, think, I, I think that I didn't resist it because people were very gentle and they were very encouraging. And if I said, you know, I just don't think this is my thing, they would say, okay, that, that's fine. Uh, mm. So uh, they really didn't push me one way or another. My family, uh, recently I, I learned that my mom wanted me to be a social worker. Mm. Um, but I just learned that recently. So, <laughs> so not even my parents were, they, they really wanted me to find my way. Yeah. And, and, um, so, so I, yeah, I didn't resist it. Um, um, the, there are things about being a pastor that I'm really bad at. Um,
0: <laughs> what, what are those things? I want to know those things. Because from my, from my vantage point, Eduardo, you're, you're one of my favorite pastors of all time in the whole wide world. So what are the things you don't feel like you're good at and how have you maybe reconciled just not being good at those things?
3: Well, thanks, Joel. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I had some traumatic experiences in hospitals. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I remember in when I was a a local church pastor, going to a hospital and sitting in the car for 30 minutes, psyching myself up to go and visit someone. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh you know I'm I'm freaking 47 years old. <laughs> I know I need to be better at, at some things. Uh but but I, I think that that trauma is gonna still be there. Um and, and I tried to work through it, but um and it has to do with um very vivid memories of of, of seeing family members dying in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Or, um And I I just don't want to do anything with hospitals. Um, So so doing that um, uh, in my previous church um, or my last church uh, that was 12 years ago, uh, 13 years ago, uh, I had to visit a lot of people at their homes and which was fine for that. (laughs) But I felt like after visiting someone at home, Um, for 30, 45 minutes, I needed six hours to recruit.
2: Um,
3: I I put so much emotional energy into it that, that doesn't come naturally to me. Mm Um, are you, are you naturally, are you naturally introverted? very much
1: of introvert. Okay. Yeah. I I relate to what you just said very much. Like Mm. if I have an interaction with like, after this, I'm going to decompress for a few minutes.
3: (laughs) Right. You know,
1: it just, like, I, I enjoy being around people. I like people but just interacting with people, it doesn't fill my, my, my batteries. It it drains them. Mm. Yes. So I, I appreciate what you just said as (laughs) one introvert to another, God bless you.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Yeah, Yeah, no. And, and, you know, as part of my job, I have to go to banquets and and, and things, which, which I love because I love people, Mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, I I always ask them sit me in the last table of the room. You know, really you back to <laughs> back. And, and, and um, they never do that, um, which is fine. Um, but uh, put,
0: put me in, the, put me near the door, please. They're like, no, you're the pastor. We want you up front and center and look. Everybody, look at we have the pastor here. Yeah, that
3: yeah, that's yeah. what they yeah. tell me. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny because you know you will think that to be a pastor you have to be um an extrovert but most of the pastors i know are very much introverts and i don't know what's the deal with that but that's
0: so well i i just know that like sunday afternoons are very sacred to pastors because because of naps like there is something spiritually significant. I every every like United Methodist pastor, my my mom, my stepdad, other people I've known. It's like after church, there's like this because it's this buildup to that event, that moment, and then Sunday afternoon is maybe put on football, put on a movie, and and nap. And like, I, maybe everybody else naps on Sunday afternoons, but I just know how important that was. I remember talking to uh my former boss David
3: Lux about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, um, you know, people don't realize that Sunday mornings, what goes into Sunday mornings, right? Yeah. And in, in uh, I don't do worship on Sundays anymore as a campus pastor. Right. I my 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 Sundays are Wednesdays, right? Okay. Um, but but what goes into into Sunday morning is um, that th- there is a lot. Um, it is. Eight to ten hours of preparation just for the fifteen or twenty minutes that, that you're going to be speaking. Um, you need. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are noises in this house. <laughs> yeah, you got a. Are you in a haunted house, Eduardo? I, I think I am. <laughs> um, and uh, my printer just it started to print. Um, sorry. Uh, and um, uh, so 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 the, the, there is that. Uh, there is a the visiting. There is the meeting. There is the planning. Uh, there is a troubleshooting throughout the week. Uh, there is the administration part. There is the worrying about money. So, so all of these things that are happening throughout the week, they lead to Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning is a very physical, very spiritual and very emotional time. Mm. Um, and, um, so of course, uh, when we're done, uh, sometimes, like five minutes before the service starts, or, or, or right after the, start, the story starts, someone's come and said, you know, I'm upset at you. Um, <laughs> Which, you know, it's better than being upset and not saying anything. Um, but I, I'm like, oh, you know, can we wait to do this until uh, some other time? Uh, but anyway, um, so so th- there's a lot that goes into Sunday morning. So of course, Sunday afternoons for, for pastors are very sacred. Hmm. Uh, for me, uh, because I, I, Wednesdays is my long day and it's a day in which we have worship. On Thursdays, I have, um, my day. Uh, mm. I work from home. Quote unquote.
0: He, just so everybody who's listening at home, the work from home got work some air quotes, air quotes there. I, yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that kind of working from home too. I yes. get it. <laughs> so,
3: um, that's, uh, um, that I, I think that's why uh the, the the Sunday afternoons, particularly for introverts, are so 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 yeah. great.
0: Yeah, to recharge. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: well, I, I have to ask, I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious about your last name, Bousson. Am I saying
3: that right? Oh my gosh, Steve. Good job.
1: Yes. But so that like that's that sounds French to me.
3: It does. It does <laughs> sound French to me too. <laughs>
1: So do you have, are you f- of French heritage?
3: I don't think so.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a story, right? Uh, okay, Puerto Rico, um was one of the last colonies of Spain and one of the first of the United States. So uh, anyways, um, still a colony of the United States, but um uh, no one wanted to go to Puerto Rico because there was no gold, there was no silver, no riches, nothing. And um, towards the end of the Spanish Empire, uh, they opened up a very—it uh, was a very generous uh, immigration policy. So all these folks came from from Europe uh, to Puerto Rico uh, to you know to populate the island. Sure, and uh, a lot of them came from France okay. or from uh, Corsica. Actually, Co- they were Corsicans, um, and from Spain and from all the places uh, throughout um, the Americas. Um, so all my life, I really thought that I was French or Corsican, you know. Um, but then I did one of those. Um, uh genetic mm-hmm. uh DNA tests
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I have zero blood from France. <laughs> oh like zero. Like not less than one percent. But right. like Nada. Zero. Nothing. So um uh, I, I think that uh th- there are a few dynamics uh related to my last name. Uh one is um I I suspect that um, I that my family comes well it's a mixture right uh, of, of different races so there is some uh, African slave from the African slave trade blood um, and my hunch is that the Busan comes from um, escaped slaves uh, who took uh, and the name of, of their master or, or something along those lines,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, but there is also the the dynamic that there were all these corsicans coming to Puerto Rico, and they were being treated like royalty. Mm. So it will not be rare for someone to change their name to sound like French. Ah,
0: right. So
3: so I I I think because my my mom's maiden name is also French, so. Um, so my, my my family, I think, has is affected by uh, by slavery, by um, uh, people changing their names to to have a better chance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, in the uh, so, so that, that that's where it all comes from. Um, it's really fascinating. Yeah, my DNA is seventy five percent European, uh, mostly Spain.
2: Some
3: mm-hmm. Italian, but mostly Spain. Um, and then 15% from uh, West African, and 10% Native American. <laughs> so, yep. So, wow. so, so. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's really interesting. Thanks for that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and and for, I, I think I've we, we, I, one time you went back home and you you were just on the on the other side of getting back from a trip to puerto rico and i remember just like i don't know anything about and and sadly don't know much about the history of puerto rico because it's still not a state it's it's not it's not a part of our general historical study there's nothing i mean it it, it, Everything I
1: know about Puerto Rico is that sometimes people go to vacation there.
0: Exactly. They're, and it becomes they, this, it becomes this thing that like they have beaches and cocktails with little umbrellas
1: in it. Presumably. Right. I mean, that's kind of what, that's what I've got. Oh, and we ignore them in times of crisis.
3: So no, no, come on. We, we throw paper towels. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Lots of paper towels for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Okay. Because paper towels will absorb a lot of water. <laughs> yeah really yeah. genius I Was needed at the time really, really yeah a lot of care was shown what there
1: do you, what do you do with the paper towels that have all the water in them <laughs> just to, i'm just asking it's a question that came to my mind i don't it seems like they would expand and get heavy
3: i don't know. huh yeah I, I don't think that i don't think the plan was thought very well through. that far out yeah Maybe okay not. okay well we digress
0: anyway. where, where where do you where do you stand on statehood are you
3: pro-statehood? Well, no, I am not. I think that Puerto Rico should deserve a chance to self-govern itself. Hmm. But then my mom says, you know what? You don't live here. <laughs> you should have no opinion <laughs> on, on, on this. Yeah. You're out there, and you're cozy, and you have your house, and you have electricity, and you have everything that you need. Hmm. You don't live here, so don't give me your opinion. And i like, uh, well fair (laughs) i was gonna say that actually sounds kind of legit yeah that sounds legit Mm -hmm. but i i I really think and it's funny because uh when when i was in puerto rico was pro statehood and then um after i moved to the states and and i i mean i love it here it's 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 where god called me to be yes um and i've been here for 25 i've been here longer than i than i live in puerto rico um the, the the more time passes, the the more like
1: you know. Independent
3: sounds pretty good. <laughs>
1: Independent sounds all right.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I'm curious. You're a you're a, so you're a college pastor. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious um, as to what kind like how are the kids doing? Are, are the kids all right
3: these days? Hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Um, it, it, mm, yes, they are alright. Uh, I, I think that um, the, 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 there 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 are a few dynamics. Um, I, the, the kids that are in college right now are Gen X, Gen X children, and as such, I I think we taught we taught them well on uh, being socially active so 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 they are they really want to change the world uh on the one hand on the other hand uh some of our students uh or most of our students uh come from very homogeneous com- communities sure uh, which there is no diversity of anything sure <laughs> um so I, I bet that all the bread in the in the grocery store is just one kind
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, so so um so, so they are growing pains in in, in that area. Um they're they growing pains. Uh I think that um uh, yeah. So 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 that's that's uh, uh in, in I think I think they're all right, they're gonna be alright. Um I I feel really bad for the state of the world that we're gonna leave for them. Mm-hmm. Um both uh human resources and, and natural resources. Mm-hmm. Um but um uh but I think that they, they're going to be alright. Uh you, you know something that is really funny uh to me. Um I, I have to deal with a, a lot of religious groups on campus. Um and they're amazing. They're amazing. Um the the students are more welcoming of people of of different faith traditions um, and different religions. They are more welcoming into their groups, into their interactions, uh, than the leaders, the adult leaders of the groups, Mm. um, which are millennials, by the way. Um, I I, I have to put that out there. Um, And uh, and that gives me a lot of hope. Mm. that For them, uh, they they really understand that they're all in 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 this world together in their experience together and they in their respect and love each other um at least at wesley and that that's uh that's the case uh,
1: so the they i would articulate that as like we're we're all one we're all in the same boat
2: mm-hmm.
1: we are and yeah. they seem to recognize that yeah yeah They seem to
0: recognize that, even if even if their 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 leaders are not so accepting or welcoming, that that on a certain level, this particular generation is. You see more, yeah, that they're way more welcoming, they're way more accepting, they're way more you know open to people, allowing people of different faiths rather than just saying. Yes we would like you to come to our to our meeting but we also want to change what you believe
3: right yeah right right so um, so on, on uh, to a degree I find myself in a in, in a good place because their intent is there their heart is there so, so what I need to do is to give them actual tools that they can use uh, for to make those uh relationships across uh across faith but not just faith um uh, across party lines across mm-hmm. race or whatever um just uh, i i'm able to to give them those tools um and uh f- for them to have those e- effective uh relation effective what is an effective relationship i don't know <laughs> there's a, a podcast yes <laughs> so it, it sounds i mean it sounds to me like there's
0: there's, there's a there's a version of your particular vocation or career, that could be seen as <clears throat> you're you're a company man or woman you're a company person and you've got to get more, got to get more numbers on the bottom line of, of you got you got to gather more souls right there is that version of that job, and then there's what I interpret as your, I mean you mentioned something about you thought you'd be a social worker well I'm like well you at, in this particular avenue you are i mean you are working the social world to allow young people to find their way which i think is a great way to put it but how does that how how do you navigate what you were trained to do what you learned in divinity school what you were called to do as as a christian pastor and then also allow for this is ecumenical? Is that the right word? More diverse, more um, al- allowing a more uh, yeah diverse faith journey. I'm I'm sure you. I mean, because this is the thing. Like when I was working for the church, I my my I felt like that was my job. Now that I teach, I feel like I can't go there. So like you being able to have those conversations with students, I think is really exciting because I talk to my students and I know there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of mental health stuff being brought up. There's a lot of feeling lost and scared pandemic politics, economy environment. How do you navigate sort of your being a, a pastor and allowing, I, I I don't know if even know if there's a question in there. I'm just kind
3: of, I'm just kind of blown away, I guess. You know, um, and I, I I'm going to, Toot the hoot of the United. States. <laughs> toot the hoot. Yes, love it. And I know that we're not perfect, and I know that we're the UMC is very broken, um, in in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we'll be able to fix it in the next. I don't know, five years, ten years. Cross my fingers. Whenever, whenever we can get together again. Um, but um, so, so something that 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 I learned that I became convicted it it's not just something that i uh that, that i believe but it's something that that i i have built my life on or around not around mm-hmm. but upon uh, yeah my english is also in development um, you're doing great
0: in, so but, is ours <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> so um so the the conviction is that uh, in in the In the Gospels, when people came to Jesus and said, hey, what is the most important thing? Jesus said, well, um, you've heard about it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then what he says next, it just completely blows my mind. He said, on these two rests all the law and the prophets so he basically said these two things to love God and to love your neighbors you love yourself all of what we believe Mm. everything that we have trained all of that is containing these two things if it is not containing these two things then it is not important (laughs) Mm. Um, that seems overly
1: simplified (laughs) that seems too simple there's got to be more there has to be loopholes and caveats
0: and rituals and weird things to memorize. Um, Don't forget about oh, prosperity.
3: Oh, that <laughs> no, you see, it is so simple, but it is so freaking difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I it see. is so difficult, mm-hmm. uh, that's when people begin to look at loopholes and caveats and mm-hmm.
2: well, Maybe I mean I
3: do love my neighbor. I love my neighbor to an extent.
0: Right.
1: But I mean let's not get let's not go overboard here.
0: I love my neighbor but I don't love their leaf blower. And I wanna shove it down their throat. Is that
3: is that does that
0: work? Right.
3: Or I want to love my neighbor, but I have to love my myself first. First. Right. I I mean, I'm all for you know
1: putting God first and my neighbor first. But there's the whole, see, I need to put myself just a little bit more first.
3: A little bit more first. A little bit more first. Which I think that loving myself more is to have a brand new car and a brand new computer and a brand new house. And I cannot afford them. But because God told me to love me first, then God will provide for those things. Uh, If I give... (laughs) <laughs> trying to be better podcast. Ten thousand dollars. God will give me a hundred thousand back. I think that, that. I, <laughs> I think that.
0: I think that. Yeah, I think that'll actually work. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm. Yeah. Sure. Let's try it. I <laughs> let's
1: see.
3: Maybe it will. Let's try. Let's try an experiment.
1: Yeah. Oh God.
3: So, so you know, for, for me, uh, I have. I, I'm trying to build my life on loving God and loving my neighbor. And as as I love myself, and and I think that when I'm teaching people to love their neighbor, I'm teaching them to love God. Yeah. Actually, yes. In, I don't mean to be a Bible thumper here, but in First John, please thump it, thump it. in In the New Testament, First John actually chapter four says, you know, if you don't love your neighbor, how can you say that you love God? So th- there is this ancient Christian understanding that by loving our neighbor, we're loving God. So if I'm teaching students to relate to one another, to appreciate each other, to see the image of God and likeness of God in each other, the sacredness that there is, I'm teaching them to love each other and teaching them to love God. Well, I, that's, I, we, I talk about totally,
1: we talk go about that in the recovery room. like That's where we learn how to love God is to see... Um, to see another human being as just as like as worthy of that sort of care and compassion as as we would like to have that and that by seeing God through other people we talk that about that a lot There's a lot of people come into recovery with so much quote God baggage mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. whether it's anger at God or not feeling worthy of God or whatever or that there is no God or why bother or whatever you know to mm-hmm. see just to see like well here's a group of you know a few dozen people that we've all come from really adverse circumstances to be relatively okay. And in some cases do quite well, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean financial. I mean, just like have rewarding lives. Yeah. Um, And that there's got to be something happening in that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like, oh, there may
0: be something to this, quote, capital G, God thing Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And all.
0: And to 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 further that point, Steve, the idea especially in recovery rooms but I, I I could talk about it in terms of my particular path uh, spiritually but in recovery rooms there's a an urgency and a necessity to treat others to at least see the basic goodness divinity sacredness or just be of service to somebody else even if you're grumbling the whole time right. that that has that has actual benefits to you being better or letting go of, or you know distracting you from your cravings for alcohol drugs or whatever your addiction is like there's an urgency to that that i think is is like the shortcut <laughs> the shortcut to you know kind of what eduardo's talking about like if you can do that with your neighbor you have you have a chance at real freedom right well, here and now and yes you can memorize all the things you want and practice all the rituals you want but if you want, if you want the 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 good, the good that good, good right now, <laughs> be be of service to your fellow person, to your fellow human.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I cannot teach students or anyone for that matter to love God while despising someone else. Tough. That's a tough one. Th- those two are incongruent, and there's a lot of people who do that. Mm-hmm. yeah the, you know the gays right mm-hmm. um <laughs> let's right. start there yeah yeah right and in, in, in the uh, actually there was a, there was a street preacher who came to wesleyan i, I should have told her to go to dome um <laughs> to, to to do her act there yeah uh, but but one of the things that they were saying was uh um you know god loves you but you need to do these things first and god loves you but if you're doing these things uh, uh you're not uh go- you're not getting in the club you're not getting in the club god god doesn't love you if you you know like what the <laughs> what the faith right What the faith what the faith? What the faith? What right. faith what the fork um in, in the you know uh we're taught that god's love is unconditional and for everybody for everybody, for everybody. God Even loves them. Everybody. Even the people that we don't like. Even Ugh. the people that we're threatened by. Even those who harm us.
2: Mm-hmm. God
3: loves them too. Mm-hmm. God loves them too. And, and sometimes that is very difficult for us to accept. You know, how can God love me and God, that person that harms me? Mm. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But what if that you? person has as much of God's divinity in them as as I do, of course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course, God God is lo- going to love them.
0: And I and I see that as, you know, what I'm what I'm learning in my path is that that if if you know we are all we're all interconnected, and we all have we're all re- relying on each other for the for the for the betterment betterment of of everyone, and everybody has inherent goodness it's just conditioned sometimes more than others to 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 you know step away from that is yeah that that um to hate you and to and to want ill will for you is no different than to to do that for myself and if i don't if i wouldn't do that for myself i ought not do it for you you know like i was talking to somebody really close to me about you know they were like this person you know hates me or this person doesn't like me and I don't know I feel bad about that and I said but do you hate them and they're like no I, I have nothing but love for them I'm like well there's the gold is that the hate doesn't come from you to them you yeah. can forgive them you know what I mean so it's like there's I, I don't know I, I was talking to your student about this recently their interfaith student just like how the similarities between the, yeah. the goodness and
3: everybody's sort of path of faith like yeah yeah, yeah. Well in I, I think it was last week. At least I was listening to your podcast last week. They were talking about original sin. Was that oh, last yeah. week? Oh yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um I uh, the, the the way that I see it is um is that we we're not quite complete, right? Uh so uh, actually uh, John Wesley, founder of Methodism, um, and uh he he took it from St. Irenaeus who, uh, one of the church fathers that the, the spiritual life is, um, it, it's a life of growth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully, so, hopefully so, so that the closer we're getting or as, as we move forward, uh, we're supposed to be more complete, uh, mm. more complete, more complete, more complete. And, uh, and I see that uh, uh, folks that, you know, when we harbor hatred or, or resentment towards someone, um, we are acting against our progress towards completion or, or uh, another way of putting it is, is wholeness, towards wholeness. Um, like uh, a friend of mine put it beautifully. It was, when I hate someone, he said, um, it's like I'm drinking poison hoping that it will kill the other person. Mm-hmm right mm-hmm. uh, so um uh, I had a student that was really upset at me for because I I refused to say that God punished people mm. <laughs> um, and uh, at least in the way that 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 she understood it and I said, you know God doesn't need to punish us our actions punish us
2: right yeah um,
3: and, and, uh, and and God doesn't want to make things worse for us god wants to restore us um complete us um and uh and that was an interesting conversation
0: i i Uh, just hear that i hear that like like you know going back to your psychology roots eduardo that human beings are born underdeveloped right? right like psychologically scientifically speaking we are born incomplete you know, and so it does take this time towards progress, but you can easily see where that can get off the map, mm-hmm. and you can leave these huge gaping traumatic holes, and you have to deal with them when you're forty. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> wait, Steve, I, I, you were going to say something. I totally cut you oh, off. Oh, I don't know.
1: I that I like that idea of of to me, incomplete sounds better than broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. It's a little more palatable.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: And that's, you know, the church that I'm technically a member of currently is uh, big on that concept. And uh, born broken, born sinful, born, you know, without the help of Jesus that you can only get through them, by the way. um, You're going to be it's not going to go well for you, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even even just sitting here listening to you guys talk, I think I can think of the ways that I am not operating at maximum potential in terms of being complete and being a child of God and all of mm. that. I can think of the ways of, well, I'm broken there. You know, and and that's real, but I don't believe I, I think that's just, it's like a. I don't know that my foundation is completely corrupt. Right? Mm. You know, it's like I got a light socket that's a little shorty, you know, right? Mm. And and so that's I think that I I have a real hard time with uh, there was a time um, when I as a person or mm, I will say that my life was broken.
2: Hmm.
1: My physical on this plane existence was not functional. But I don't believe them. And my spirit was sad at that state. Right. But it wasn't fundamentally sinful mm-hmm. and so that's something that's been my adventure for the last I don't know five years or so it's like yeah
3: there are uh, there are different theologians who think differently about um, I mean we're talking about original sin right now yes and, and let me tell you I was not expecting for us to be talking about original sin <laughs> but here you go yeah um, and in um, uh, one of them, um, uh, Paul Tillich uh, he calls it hubris. Um, so, so it's this pride that we have that that we are self. Um, I mean, ever since we're little, right? That that, that we are self sufficient, mm. and um, and you can think that, uh, like I I remember my kids saying, "No, I can do it." And I'm like, okay, and I send back and say, "Do you need help now?" Uh, actually, still, uh, one is twenty, and the other one is going to be eighteen next week. And and then, oh, I can do it. So okay, uh, just I'm here. Just let me know when you need help. Uh, <laughs> so, so th- there is this um, desire in us to to be self sufficient. Um, it, it, so so he calls the original sin is, is is that that idea mm-hmm. that that pride that that we yeah. have. Um, mm-hmm. But but there's another one, and I really love this um and he he calls it separation so so uh, so, so we're born um uh incomplete right so separated from God and, and, and the idea is that we are moving towards towards that unity uh, towards that completion and, and and I really like that um uh that interpretation of of uh being born sinful that's why I, I, I say we're born incomplete um um, because uh the purpose of life is, is kind of like to move towards towards that completion hmm. and um you know and we call god by so many different names um in in the um, uh, you know I, I i'm a christian and uh and i believe in jesus <laughs> um, and um, and most of the very classic uh christian beliefs i, I hold uh, most of them uh so uh, but 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 it, it is for me uh i i will be fooling my sir, my myself if i say that the only experience of god uh that that there is is held by christians
2: mm-hmm.
3: i because god loves everyone everyone god has revealed god's self to everyone and, and uh, <laughs> Uh, so so I, I think that that's another aspect of, of the importance of, of interfaith work or being able to relate to people of other faiths because, you know, uh, Joel, I, I sit down with you and, and you tell me about your experiences. And I'm like, wow, uh, that's an experience that I haven't had, but it tells me something different about who God is
2: mm-hmm. or
3: not, not different as in opposite, but right. something that I have not experienced yet. So it completes my idea of God.
0: I, I really love that because it, it does, it it does, it's a, it's in line with kind of what I'm experiencing through uh, a Buddhist path, a meditative path is, you know, that there is this, um, this, this path towards awakening, you know, that, 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 oh. and, and it, and that awakening is, if you could boil all of that down, it is to let go and to, uh, to connect with other people, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to let go of, of attachments, which is love your love, your put God above everything. I see the correlation there. Mm -hmm. And I also see the correlation between, uh, you know, um, love others, be, be of service and be connected to other people. I, yeah, I've experienced that more with that path than anything else. And I was raised in the faith that you claim, but at the same time, like, I love that idea of like, um, progressing towards, awakening or like you said, you know, uh, moving towards completion or, or, or getting everything out of the way to have a relationship with the divine that is pure and open and unassuming. And, um, what we're really, what we're really after so that we weren't born with this insatiable need to be bad. We were born with the, extreme capacity to get attached to things that distract us. <laughs> you know, I see the correlation with all of that.
3: Yeah. And I, I want to say a, a couple of things uh, really quick. One is I, I don't believe that all religions are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like uh, Karen Armstrong, uh, the, the great uh, scholar of, of religion, she said all religions are basically the same. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> um, uh I think that takes away from the, from the particular experiences of, of, of different people of faith. So mm-hmm. um, there are similarities. Mm-hmm. There's a version of the golden rule, you know, do unto others or you will like them, do unto you. In every religion in the world, mm-hmm. everyone
2: mm-hmm.
3: or each one, I should say, has a, a similar thing. Um, the, the, the second thing that, that I wanted to say really quick was that um in in, in methodism uh, uh as it goes um that that completion um is being completed in love <laughs> mm. so um actually we we talk about christian perfection we, we don't talk about it because um <laughs> if you don't want to say it because you don't want to say it <laughs> But, but the idea of Christian perfection is Christian completion, Christian wholeness, and, and it refers to wholeness in love. So um, so I believe that um, my goal is to love like God loves. Um, I will not be able to, I, I I don't know when I will be able to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Maybe when I'm connected with God at some point. Um, but, but the goal is to continue to grow in love mm-hmm. and, uh, the more we're, we love, uh, the closer we are to God, the closer we are to one another.
1: That's, I mean, that's, I'm gonna get real corny here for a sec, but that's part of the reason why Joel and I are mm-hmm. friends the way we are. Yeah. It's because like, we're trying to hold ourselves accountable to that ideal. Mm-hmm. Even on the days where we're like, nah, I'm not into that right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I what I'm really saying is I'm not capable of that right now because I'm too wrapped up in my whatever I'm mad at or my insecurities or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's I think what good friendships are is people that say, okay, that's fine. But how long are you planning on staying in that? Because really, we kind of need you to get back to the other thing. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, for at least another hour until I have a sandwich, you know, and to have right. And then, and then the okay,
0: well, you've had your sandwich now, so yeah. Can we? And that's the beauty of these connections, though, too, Eduardo, and 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 connections that I have to you. It's like there's there's a part of me that when I left and walked away from continuing on with a Christian faith, I thought, well, that meant that I had to reject all ideology, and that and that's so that that's so stupid. <laughs> It'd be really bad to do that because there's so much wisdom from people like yourself. But that's why we can't really. I don't know if I'm going to achieve completion or connection to the divine or enlightenment. We don't, you don't do that in a cave by yourself. I mean, there are ascetics that try that, and there are maybe monks that try that. And they, but at some point, they got to share their experience. Otherwise, it's not beneficial. It's like we have to. I love the Ramdas quote that is, we are all just walking each other home. And I think that, I think that there's so much truth and beauty when, I mean, this relates to especially uh, problems in social problems in this country and, and all around the world where we're digging in so much. It brings me a lot of hope too, to say that you see what I see in my students, you're seeing it with your students on that level, that there really is a desire and a willingness to connect with each other. Because I think there might be some hope in that for us. <laughs> Otherwise, the world around us wants to compare, wants us to compare with each other, wants us to be angry at each other, wants us to, to consume each other, wants us to uh, sh- just, just look at the ways in which we're different. And, and the, every bit around us tells us that's what we ought to be doing. But on the ground, our pure nature really wants to connect and to love.
1: Yeah, yeah, Amen. Eduardo, Eduardo, have you seen the movie "Do the Right Thing" by Spike Lee? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I have not. it have been a while. Oh, you need to watch it. Oh my gosh, I've been. I talked about it last week, and I just finished it this morning. And it's a two-hour masterclass on race relations.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
1: just, and it's, it's delightful, and it's heartbreaking, and heartwarming all at the same time. But I was, what I was thinking about, because I knew we were going to be talking to you and I, I was finished, it. I watched the climax of it while I was folding laundry this morning and um, it it's a very much drives home the point that life is complicated, relationships are complicated, societal systems are complicated, um, everybody looks out for their best interest. Um, at, you know, I mean, that's just a societal thing. Um, and there's a character that uh, gives a nice little soliloquy about love overpowering hate about two thirds of the way through the movie. And then in the last fifth of the movie, his actions and words are hateful and cause the climax of the movie to happen. It's the catalyst. Mm -hmm. And that just, it's like, I like, I love this character, but I was so mad at him. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and so that's, it's nothing's black and white. I guess what is the one of the point of, of the, of this film is like, you can't, to say well they're, they're like that is not ever valid and right. the movie's made by a like by a black guy you mm-hmm. know and and it and it's it just it the vulnerability on spike lee's part to dive into all this is really incredible mm-hmm. um and it's but just that i mean when that when it when the movie is over i was just my my primary thought was god there's so much to learn Hmm. <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. just so there's so much to learn mm-hmm. and and to think that i that i know what a group of people are or what they're thinking or what a sect or what it is is 100 is presumptuous at best
3: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. i that's probably the point of the movie
3: yeah yeah
1: right yeah and, but it just hit that home one more time um in a way that is you know, you can watch popcorn and eat and, and watch it. Eat popcorn while you're watching it. You know that kind yeah. of. Yeah. Anyway, I I just you've recommended some things, and so I wanted to throw that out there just because it's it's really quite incredible. Yeah. Huh? Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll. It's on Amazon Prime for free right now. So. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that's I, I I I was weighing. while I knew that we'd be talking to you, and we'd probably get into some stuff today while I was watching that. So it was kind of a double whammy of
3: yeah thank you I, well I, you know um, uh, I, I hope that today I'm better than I was yesterday and I hope that tomorrow I'll be better than, <laughs> than what I am today but sometimes that doesn't it doesn't work quite that way yeah. um, and, and so some days I'm like wow Eduardo you really screw this one up uh, and we have a wow, step Eduardo. for that <laughs> Well, and, and you know, I I just have to be patient with myself. That mm-hmm. is something that I tell students. And you know, sometimes I, I yeah, sometimes I break. You know, I, I know I was not born broken. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I have advanced in this path, uh, mm-hmm. but I know that at some point I'm going to stumble and fall and break. And mm-hmm. um, um, now at 47 uh there are times where i can see it coming um so i i can i can fix um my what i what i need i can fix my path so i don't break um but um for some things like for example (laughs) uh, resentment when i feel that i'm resentful that that resentment is starting to to pile up um I can say, wait a second, there's something wrong, mm-hmm. and I and usually I can pinpoint exactly which practice, which uh, which thing I have not been doing, yeah. and and I can get back to that, and then I see that resentment slowly um, go away. So, so uh, but but um, but there's uh, just as many times that I just screw up and. Yeah and i have to ask for forgiveness to a lot of people
0: i i think that uh, to to really i mean that's that's kind of the overall thesis of our the title of our podcast is trying to be better means that we you pick you pick a path to go down and then you have to be you cannot be delusional enough to think that you're not going to fuck up and in the fucking up that's when you realize the self-correction the adjustments that need to be made but if you don't you don't have any sort of path or have any sort of i mean even even choosing no path is a path i guess and you can try and see if that works you know like i don't want to be so prescriptive to folks but at the same time like that has benefited me is to have some sort of road to walk yeah. And then being really okay with when I veer off into the ditch yes. and then, like, cause without, I don't know what's the ditch, what's the road, what, what's me driving into somebody's field and spinning cookies. Like, I don't know what's what, unless I have some sort of path. And I, um, I get the vibe, Eduardo, that uh, we're going to have to have you back on. We're just going to have to check in every once in a while and be like, where are we at with all this? Where are we at? we could talk I think I mean we've already we've kind of overshot the hour mark. I think yep. that you and I and Steve could talk for hours upon hours. So <laughs> I would like that. Uh, yeah. uh so please come
3: back. Will you come back? Oh my gosh. anytime that you yeah. want I, I will even skip church. Yeah. <laughs> no, come, yes. on, man. come on man.
0: No, I want to get him to skip church.
3: Oh well okay. uh, um well, I, I
0: wanna wrap up. I, yep. I I think that the conversation has begun. It's not over. Um so thank you, Eduardo, so much. But Very much. I, I definitely would be remiss if I didn't do my thing. <laughs> what are you uh what are you into, man? Like what are what are you listening to currently? What are some things that maybe are all time faves for you? Or maybe some things you're reading or watching that you want to talk about?
3: Oh, okay. So I, I've been thinking a lot about the music part because I knew that you were going to ask that. Yeah. And, um, uh, uh, I right now I'm listening to Gungor or Michael Gonger, mm-hmm. uh, who is an artist who is a Christian. He's not a Christian artist. He's an artist who is a Christian. Right. They, he also has a podcast. Uh, I think it's called the liturgists. I don't know. Nice. Um, I haven't listened in a while. Um, but, um, uh, but but I love him because I love his theology. Uh, he has a, he has a great song. Um, is the, the song is called White Man, and it, it's a very happy song that that it starts by saying, Uh, God is not a man, God is not a white man, uh, God is not Republican, God is not Democrat, God is not gay, God is not straight, you, you, you know. Uh, so so it, it's um. Uh, I, I, I like where he comes in, in in how he brings faith to life through, through mm. music. Um, I also um, um, I, I like music that tells stories. So uh, some of these songs that it's line after line after line, and each line has an idea, and they all piece together. That I don't dig that. <laughs> uh, it, it has to be songs that that tell a story. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I'm a storyteller, and, and I, I I don't know how to do it. So anything that can help me, um, that that's what I do.
0: Is there is there a particular song that that tells a story that is kind of like your your ultimate example of that? Oh yeah, uh,
3: Ruben Blades. Uh, he's a salsa. I know uh, that name. Yeah, he was in the Walking Dead. Uh, oh, okay, oh, one okay. of the spinoffs, um, and he he's a salsa master and mm. there's a song that he wrote about actually about faith in latin america um that was um it was a take on the life of saint um uh, oscar romero uh, who was uh, uh he was the archbishop of salvador and he was appointed by the vatican because he was, was doing the 80s uh because he was not a troublemaker mm. But then he started seeing the people and seeing the, uh, the peasants and, and the struggle of the folks against the government and the oppression. And he took the, the side of, of the peasants. And uh, one of his most famous speeches was um, uh, he, he talked <laughs> talk to uh, the military directly. He said, uh, now, I, now I'm talking to you, military people, uh, in the name of God stop killing your brothers and sisters. Uh, And that was his last speech. Uh, I think it was uh, a few days later, uh, while he was celebrating communion, uh, Godman came and killed him, Hmm. Uh, while he was celebrating communion, which is, I mean, uh, so so anyway, so so he, he tells, in all of his songs, he tells stories. Wow, and, and, and i love that and it's in spanish uh but y- you know uh, us so no uh, yeah that's yeah I, we
0: need to we'll just you know we'll just gravitate back to the grateful dead or pearl jam all the time so we definitely need this i can't right. wait to find this music i know of michael gungor so I, uh, from years ago but um, yeah. i'm excited to check this out and um, for,
3: I, i'm reading the tragic sense of life
0: the tragic sense of life.
3: Yes, it, it's a book um, um, by Miguel de Unamuno, and he was a Spanish write, philosopher uh, a writer. Uh, it's in English. Uh, it's been translated in, in, actually in many, many I think twenty different languages. Um, and he his thesis is basically that uh, we are mortal, and we don't want to be mortal.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I can I can dig that. And, and that, is a tra- that, that is a tragedy of being here, yeah. uh, wanting to live forever, but not being able to. Yeah. Um, but, but he brings religion and he brings spirituality and he's just a great read. Wow. Is this
1: uh, Robert Richards? No. The he Tragic have, Sense of Life. I'm trying to look it up on Goodreads right now, so I don't yeah, forget. it. He may it. have translated it. Oh, Miguel is this the tragic sense of life of men yeah. in people life in men and peoples yes yes okay got it thank you cool
3: yeah
0: thank you eduardo
3: yep. You're thank you for having me oh uh, yeah this has
0: been a, a delight really has been what a gift i love you so much thank you so much for your sunday morning sunday school we appreciate it
1: yeah <laughs> appreciate your time for sure
0: yeah thank and you. your, i love your shirt it says save us from our leaders yeah well done
3: he was on sale so i better- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was on sale. Right. Oh, I love you, Eduardo. Thank yep. you so Thanks, much for Eduardo. joining us,
3: man. It's great meeting you to right. see. You. Yeah, you too. Okay.
2: Don't forget, toot your hooter.